coming up in this episode of Can You Believe It? Can you vomit any quills? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could probably vomit one or two. And Brady, I'd just like to say you're a tapestry of dreams to me. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Again by the Cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Cardinal strikes again. You fools in the skies, Illuminati's controlling your life. Can you believe it? Rob circles and Jesus toast. The time to kiss your fuck to ghost. Hello and welcome to Can You Believe It, a semi-regular podcast on the unexplained that asks the all-important question, can you believe it? My name is Matt Neal and I'm joined as per usual by occasional Aquaman villain and president of the Judge Judy fan club, the Colonel. Thanks for joining us, Colonel. Hello, Matt. Um, it's good to be here again. I'm looking forward to tonight's episode. Uh, I'm also joined by a man who needs some kind of introduction, hence this sentence, Brady Jones. Welcome, Brady. Thanks. It's just an honor to be here. Thank you. <laughs> This, this is this is your house. Hi, Mum. <laughs> now, before we dive into today's tale of baffling bizarreness, let's hear a message from our sponsor, Colonel. Uh, yes, Matt, we've got another great sponsor this week. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Hipster Burger. Get down to Hipster Burger today and get yourself one of their politically correct gender-neutral burgers. Get a notorious PIG, their pulled pork burger containing wood pulp from old-growth forests. Or try the Sir Miximatosis, made from real rabbits shot on local organic wind farms and smuggle your budgies around their new Tony Abbott burger. The only burger to feature an entire caramelised onion. Get it before a more competent burger comes along. All their burgers are served with uh, crocheted buns, hand-knitted by local CWA members. Hipster Burger, get one before they're popular. Excellent. Thanks to, uh, thanks to Hipster Burger for that uh, screed. You don't even know about it. I, I'm going to know about it when it gets popular. <laughs> All right, let's do this. You ready? No. Good. Just wait. Okay. No. Yeah. The- no. <laughs> okay, go now. <laughs> the Ursuline nuns are an order of Catholic nuns established in Italy in 1535 in honor of St. Ursula and her 11,000 virgins. They were established by... That's An- a lot of virgins. <laughs> <laughs> they were established by Angela Marici, later St. Angela, who had a vision in which God told her to collect a group of virgins and start a religious order to educate women and help the poor and needy. I'm glad she, they clarified that bit because if God just tells you to collect a group of virgins, usually, you know, law enforcement would yeah, be involved. We get to wish I had a thought of this when I was 16. <laughs> mm. In- we're, we're seeing that backfire now, I think. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're seeing that yeah. backfire now. You need yeah, to, Yes, you, you need to be yep. closer to the mic. Get yep. on the dig mic. Yep. In 1614, by order of Pope Paul V, a convent was established in Paris to bring Ursuline nuns to France. Twelve years later, an order was set up in the French town of Loudon. The order generally consisted of young ladies from good families. They were typically the daughters of nobles, officers, judges, and the upper classes. Despite these wealthy origins, the Loudon branch of Ursulines wasn't exactly flush with cash. 
the author of The Three Musketeers, Alexander Dumas, wrote that the Loudon nuns were, quote, richer in blood than in money. And at the time of their establishment, they were forced to buy a house to serve as their convent, as opposed to the usual practice of building one. Hmm. We're all on board so far? We'd, yeah. So they're poor, but they had to buy a house instead of building one. Well, I think it cost more to build a house in those days. In my experience, you can't buy a great deal with rich blood. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> the house they bought, well, this is further to your point. The house they bought, got they got for a lower than normal price because it was said to be haunted. In the community of Ludon, it was uh, thought that the presence of nuns in the house would get rid of the bad spirits believed to reside there. After 12 months in their new home, the nuns reported no ghost sightings, but the year ended with the death of the priest in charge of the convent. With his death came a renewed renewed exuberance among the younger nuns who decided to rebel against the older nuns left in charge following the priest's passing. And the younger nuns decided to do this by reviving the ghosts in the convent. Uh, what hang on whoa 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 uh where in the bible does it say that uh you know to invoke god you need to uh like uh appease spirits this is this is just uh uh youthful exuberance i think is more the thing (laughs) sounds like witchcraft to me damn kids and your rock and roll and your ghosts (laughs) soon the building was resounding at night with the sounds of cries groans and clanking chains sheets were flying from the bed and clothes were found in strange places the old with the sheets and chains though isn't it how do we just not know that they were dirty people Mm. it's just ghosting 101 sheets and chains Mm mm-hmm Uh, The older nuns, unaware that this was a prank at their expense by the younger nuns, put their heads together and decided that the convent needed a holy man to take charge of the convent and calm the supernatural unrest, which had become the talk of the town. Yeah, like uh, every situation can be fixed fixed by a uh, a white male being introduced to the situation, I I believe. Well, I mean, there's already a little bit of religion, so we'll just tip some more religion onto it. Yeah, yeah. Thus... It'll actually enhance the religious effectiveness of yeah. the nuns. The religiosity? <laughs> yeah, okay. It's like a combo sort of, you know, times two, mm. yeah. times three. Like a quadruple dub- damage. Like a double quarter pounder. That, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the senior nuns turned to Urbain Grandier. Now, Urbain Grandier was born in 1590 in the French village of Bouer. I'm going to say Bouer. Where was it? Uh, it's spelt B-O-U-E with an with a grave on it. R-E. I don't know this. Where? What, what's what's okay, grave? Okay, fine. All right, I'll leave. Just, just continue. <laughs> Sorry. It's all, it's all mumbo jumbo <laughs> yeah. to me, really. So, Urbain Grandier, as a boy, he studied under the tutelage of his father, Pierre, and his uncle, Claude, who were described as, quote, learned astrologers and alchemists. At the age of 12, Grandier was accepted into the Jesuit college at Bordeaux, where he was encouraged to become a priest due to his already formidable intellect and his knack for languages and public speaking. He became a star pupil, and as soon as he was old enough, he took his holy orders before rapidly rising through the ranks to take up a high-ranking position at the Church of Saint-Croix in Loudon. So now we're back in the city, in the town, with the nuns. That was quick. Yeah. Mm. He was described as being very handsome. Alexandre Dumas wrote that Grandier had, quote, a graceful and well-knit frame, an aristocratic air, and faultlessly beautiful features of a somewhat haughty expression. Well, a well-knit frame. Mm. 
Mm. Man, I've definitely got a few too many hoops going on. <laughs> and I think uh, faultlessly beautiful features of a somewhat haughty expression is the old way of saying resting bitch face. And Brady, I'd just oh. like to say you're a tapestry of dreams to me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> on, on top of this, Grandier had gained a reputation as a philanderer. His romantic dalliances around town quickly became well known. He'd even written a somewhat controversial book arguing against the need for priests to remain celibate. Hang on, so um, can, can we just stop for a second? Yes. Is this one of the religions where like fathers can have sex? No, this and, is this is Catholics. Oh, so cat. So it's no. No, 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 no. Don't touch anything or even yourself. Probably. Right. Okay. I don't know. Can can priests, Catholic priests, have a wank? Absolutely is that a, not. Uh, uh, no. No. Um, Does Jesus smile upon that or frown upon no, that? No, I think it it turns you blind or. Oh yeah, stop uh, it or you go blind. I think that was come out of John Paul II. I don't that. know. It's, pre- it's, it's stigmata or something. It's it's pretty I mean, nasty. I'd really love to reach into some Bible quote, but all I keep thinking of is do unto others. So, so you can wank other people. <laughs> That's your wank okay. if you wank yourself. Yeah, yeah. Good. Oh, at the same time, yeah. like yeah, a double yeah. wank. Yeah. yeah, 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 like a skiing. Yeah, the yeah. the church skiing <laughs> like trip. Down, so skiing. Downhill skiing. <laughs> <laughs> the bird watching the crazy eagle. <laughs> Uh, you can't see the the this gesticulations is very of that, very early. and also very visual for a podcast. <laughs> mm. I like it. Uh, uh, so he wrote a book arguing against the need for priests to remain celibate. There was also talk around uh, Loudon that Grandier had fathered a child. All of this led to his arrest in 1630 for immorality. He was initially found guilty and sentenced to leave Loudon forever, banned from serving as a priest for five years, and, quote, condemned to fast on bread and water every Friday for three months. Yeah, that, that'll get the, the hornies out of him. Just have a bit of bread and water for a few months. <laughs> only once a week, though, yeah. and only for three months. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, like, actually, you just don't have the energy to do anything, like, <laughs> because you're only eating a little bit of bread and water. <laughs> <laughs> but but Grandier was well connected and the sentence was overturned. Grandier was allowed to return to Loudon, much to the delight of his parishioners and quite a few women in the town. In fact, some of the virginal sisters of the Ursuline Order of Loudon had taken a bit of a shine to Grandier, including the Mother Superior, Sister Jean of the Angels. That's her name as her title, Sister Jean of the Angels. Mm, yeah. yeah, I Poor like one. it. That's I pretty, dig it. It's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. That's a good rapper name. <laughs> So when Grandier turned down her request to take over as head of the convent, Sister Jean took it as a personal slight. Ooh. She turned to Father Jean Mignon to mm. fill the role as director of the Ursuline nuns. Now, Mignon was not pleased at being second choice behind Grandier. Mignon hated Grandier, and it was suggested Mignon was behind the charges of immorality that Grandier was initially found guilty of. Uh, so he's like, you know, the second in waiting kind of dude, is he? Like, is, Yeah, is, so we can't have the hot, sexy priest, so we'll just have you instead. Yeah, it's, mm. uh, it's pretty evident that the devil lives within sexiness. And uh, Really? Yeah, well, obviously. I'm, I'm proof of that. <laughs> this is where I'm supposed to return the compliment. Is it, is it, uh, <laughs> leave it out there. <laughs> I, I have no follow-up questions on that. Uh, Grandier had won a further two court cases in the previous years, one against Mignon and one against Mignon's friend, a fellow priest named Mernier. 
Alexandre Dumas wrote that Mignon was, quote, a revengeful, vindictive, and ambitious man. His ambition was to gain, wherever his name was known, a reputation for exalted piety. He therefore affected in his life the asceticism of an anchorite and the self-denial of a saint. Is this why they named Chicken Mignon after him? I was just about to try and lead into that. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping for a filet mignon joke, but I'll take chicken. Okay. the answer is yes. Yes. No, I don't no. know. Oh, no. come so on. how now. cultured we are. Chicken mignon. Yeah, chicken mignon. <laughs> mignon was also experienced in the ways of the law and took the lawsuit loss at the hands of Grandier as, quote, a personal humiliation. Once Mignon took over as head of the convent, Sister Jean told him about the hauntings and the strange noises that had been heard in the night. Father Mignon assured her that they would stop upon his arrival. Sister Jean also confessed to Mignon that Grandier had appeared in her dreams as an angel and enticed her to perform sexual acts. <laughs> Sister Jean was not alone. Other nuns had also had vulgar dreams involving Grandier. Sister Jean made her confession and did her penance, which included flagellation. Yeah. It's the only way to get rid of the evil spirits. Get rid of the sexy thoughts by whipping. Yeah, whip yeah. yourself. Whip or be whipped. And whip or, it good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> After Mignon arrived at the Ursuline convent, the hauntings and mysterious sounds in the night did indeed cease. It was just as Mignon had promised. His presence and the virtue of prayer and chaste thought had banished the evil spirits. And also, you know, the exuberant nuns who were just having a prank because there was a big, you know, quote, father figure in the convent had settled down. Calm mm. down. Mm-hmm. But then the evil spirits returned. Oh, God. <laughs> just when you think they're gone, they're back. This time, it was more than just strange noises in the night and the occasional sheet being flung from a bed. Some of the nuns were reporting that they were possessed. Oh, boy. The second installment is always better than the first, I've found, in terms of haunting. But not movies. Whoa, Empire Strikes Back. And The Dark Knight. But aside from those, and Godfather Part 2. But aside from those, <laughs> and wait, Toy Story Part 2. But, but aside well, from really, those- <laughs> Toy Story Part 2, though? Like, I don't want to turn this into a movie podcast, but let's go. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mignon called on another priest, Father Pierre Barret, to join him in Loudon and help, as he was unable to deal with the possessed nuns on his own. <laughs> <laughs> I just like he's on the phone. He's like, I need some help here, and there's like in the background, head spinning around, like you know, like two possessed nuns I could deal with, but there's just a whole convent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will will point out this is pre-phone, but I do like the mental image. (laughs) They summoned phones with ghosts. So, so Father Barret arrived and after spending six hours locked in the convent with Mignon and the nuns, he emerged and declared he would remain with Lud- in Ludon until the demons were purged. Who, who, like, who did he like say that to? Who was there standing there waiting for a <laughs> comment? Like, Open the door. And, I will stay I here. Will, uh, it was like, it was like a press demon, conference. The like, demons are purged press and there's just people walking down the street. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was, it was actually just Doc with his laptop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is this guy and why do we care where he is? Word began to spread around town that the entire sisterhood was pres- was possessed. Word also began to spread that the man responsible for the mass possession was 
Urbain Grandier, and that he had sold his soul to Satan in return for being made the most learned man on earth. Ooh. Whoa. Plot twist. That's, that's, that's not bad, sort of. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, at the time, like, obviously fame is going to be pretty hard to come by mm. in terms of how fast information travels and whatnot. Like, he might get a mention in some far reaches of the world, maybe 200 years. When are we talking? Uh, 16, about 1610 or something like that. Oh, okay, so maybe like 100 but, I mean, to ask, to sell your soul just so you can be the most learned man, is mm. that enough? Is that really worth uh, selling your soul look, for? To, to tell you the truth, I, I haven't found souls uh, value, uh, ha- have any kind of value what, whatsoever. And, I, look, I've seen that episode of The Simpsons where he sells his soul and then he can't walk through doors. Mm. Uh, I think that's a pretty good deal. Mm. Like, but, you know, the, all the knowledge in the world for something that you never really use. Mm-hmm. I think it's also the eternal damnation. But, I mean, automatic doors is definitely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in this time before they'd invented them. Well, yeah. I mean, you're always, you've always got to be ready for the eventuality. That I've got, I mean, everyone is using doors. Of course, eventually we're going to invent a door that opens itself. Yeah, think so ahead. So then, exactly. Like, you might want that. I'm just, you're, just are saying. you sure? Uh, when Grandier heard this rumor, he merely shrugged at the idea and laughed at the ridiculousness <laughs> of, the sed- of the suggestion. But others were taking it more seriously. Mignon and Barre had written to several other priests and a couple of magistrates imploring them to visit the Loudon convent and, quote, examine two nuns who were possessed by evil spirits and to verify the strange and almost incredible manifestations of this possession. Manifestations? So like, yeah, you know, like they, how, they were sort of contorting. Well, yeah, what they were doing, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was believed that at the behest of Grandier, the nuns had become possessed by Ashtaroth, the great duke of hell in the first hierarchy with Beelzebub and Lucifer. Oh, that's as like w- a full-blown ranking system? Yeah, as that's- well as Zebulon, uh, and I couldn't find any- Zebulon? Man, that's like the full Satan oh, super geez. band. We, uh, we really missed like a merchandising opportunity around this. Mm. Some accounts suggest that one of the possessing spirits was, in fact, Asmodeus, who's one of the demon kings. So, yes, there's this whole ranking thing. And I don't know where exactly in the Bible it comes from, but... I'll tell you. Yeah. It comes from imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you say Revelation's really strange yes. then? Yes. Yeah. So, I think it comes from Revelations. And there's, like, different rankings... <laughs> there's different rankings of, of, of demons. So, yeah, Ashtaroth, the great duke of hell. And that sounds like a pretty boss title. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. The magistrates, who had been called by Mignon and Barre, arrived at the Ursuline convent in Loudon and were shown to a room where two nuns lay, the mother superior, Sister Jean, and another young nun, Sister Claire. As the visiting magistrates entered the room, the mother superior was, quote, seized with violent convulsions, writhing and uttering squeals in exact imitation of a sucking pig. Mm. So, what, they were just sort of playing categories or something, were they? Just a bit of spontaneous um, charades, maybe? Yeah, that could be that. Oh, it's babe! It's babe! It's babe! <laughs> <laughs> babe 2, pig in the city. Porky! Porky pig! <laughs> The magistrates said they needed, quote, every possible proof that the possession was real. So Mignon performed a small exorcism ritual, sticking two fingers in the mother superior's mouth, (laughs) mouth, (laughs) mouth, I said mouth, (laughs) and began to interview her in Latin, claiming that the mother superior did not know Latin, but the demons did. 
During the interview, the nun said that it was indeed Urbain Grandier who had caused her possession, having made a pact with the devil and then giving her cursed roses. So hang on, like, can, can we just back yeah. it up for a second? And, and so, what is there something untoward there? Or? Did uh, is his name De Grandier? Did uh, I pronounce that correctly? Grandier, with my horrible Australian accent. Grandier. Grandier. Yeah. So, uh, who actually accused him of like he didn't come out and say yes, I have like totally sold my soul and I want the powers. No. So the nuns have accused him of that, and either themselves saying that, or Mignon and Barre, the two priests, have come in as saying that. So it's coming from from them. Yeah. Right. Okay. A little little bit of you know just a bit of gossip. Yeah. It sounds like Mignon got in their ears. Oh, really? Hmm. Interesting, interesting theory. Uh, as the visiting magistrates entered the... Oh, no, sorry. Done that. Oh, fucking hell, Doc. <laughs> uh, over the following days, and in the presence of the magistrates, Mignon and Barre continued their own exorcisms of the two nuns. The mother superior now claimed to have seven demons inside her. Mm. Meanwhile- That's a lot of fingers. <laughs> in mouths that is a lot of fingers in mouth how like you can only sort of do oh, two gosh. and I've, I've tried and you know you sort of got to do like a anyway there's so many places I want to take it yeah like I'm, not, I'm just I'm not, very I'm not taking it there either Meanwhile, word of the possessions was spreading around town some believed it to be true and that Grandier was behind it but many were skeptical. Aware that the situation seemed to be getting somewhat out of hand, Grandier met with one of the magistrates. He expressed his concern that Mignon's part in the proceedings may have been influenced by his hatred of Grandier and implored the magistrate to have the two nuns separated from the rest of the convent and inspected by an impartial third party. No, no, I'm dubious of this. It sounds too methodical and logical. logical. and rational. Yeah. The magistrate told Grandier to appeal to the bishop, which Grandier attempted to do so, but the bishop refused to see him. When Grandier returned home, he again sought out the magistrate, who this time agreed to write up a certificate forbidding Mignon, Barre, or the nuns from further slandering Grandier. So he hasn't, hasn't told him to stop. Just stop bad-mouthing Grandier. Right, okay. Mm. When Mignon saw the document the following day, he declared he would not acknowledge it, saying that only the bishop could judge him. Yep. For the next, so he just like flat out went, nope. Yeah. No. Like that document. <laughs> You're has, not the boss of me. That yeah. Yeah. Has no power over me. You're not even my real dad. <laughs> For the next five weeks, though, things died down. Mignon and Barre claimed to have rid the nuns of their demons, and life returned to normal at the convent. Barre returned home, but on November 22nd, the spirits were said to have returned. Doctors were summoned, Barre returned, and as did several magistrates, bailiffs, and other lawmen. Mignon and Barre began conducting regular exorcisms in an attempt to rid the nuns of their demons. Mm. But firstly, like, how shit at your job are you? You've got to, as a priest, doing exorcism, you've got to just keep doing it. Like, shouldn't you just do it once, demons be gone, and everything's sorted? Well, I guess it depends on the power of the demons, you know. If you've got a real stubborn demon, like, you're going to need some sort of, like enzymes or you know something to get that out of the fabric of reality you know yeah, yeah. you gotta get it out I mean, to, and the uh, seven stubborn demons that's if you got a real yeah. asteroth or zebulon you're gonna need something a bit harder you're gonna need yeah. bleach you're gonna need all kinds bleach. of things yeah yeah you're gonna need bleach to get a zebulon out mm. <laughs> is this how bleach was invented i think yeah this is the story of bleach holy bleach <laughs> yeah <laughs> In the, in the presence of these onlookers, Mignon and Barre would have conversations with the evil spirits inhabiting the nuns. 
conversations were often in Latin, as this was supposedly a language preferred by the demons. Hey, hang on. Well, mm. Why do demons speak Latin? Is, that's just the thing that, like, humans have made up, really. Like, is, like it's not like... How you dare know, you accuse these people of making this up? <laughs> no, look, I'm not going that far, but I'm just saying that, like, what? Did demons come and, like, go to Latin school or... Well, they've got to speak something. What are, they could just speak in, like, demon language and no one would understand anything yeah. they wanted. And it would be offensive if we just said it was Italian or something. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. What are you saying? I'm not going to touch that. Uh, unfortunately, so they're speaking... Uh, the, the conversation was often in Latin, as this was supposedly a language preferred by the demons. Unfortunately, these chats were filled with either poor conjugation from the demon in the nun, who coincidentally only spoke some Latin, or an unwillingness to participate at all from the demon in the nun, who co- coincidentally spoke no Latin at all. Hmm. Mm. We're following what's going on there? Uh, yep. yep. One of the visiting lawmen was a bailiff from Scotland. And during one of the exorcisms, he asked for the demons to speak its answer in Gaelic. Sister Jean, who spoke some Latin, responded in poorly conjugated Latin that the devil did not wish to converse in Gaelic simply to satisfy the curiosity of those present. Quote, uh, and this is from Alexandra Dumas, who wrote a whole book on this. Mm. The Scotsman laughed heartily at this nonsense and proposed to Barre to let this devil enter into a Latin competition with the boys from his seventh form. But Barre hemmed and hawed and opined that the devil was justified in not satisfying idle curiosity. Hang on. Uh, so, um, so Barre is who again? He's like, one of the priests who's running these exercises. Right. So the Scots guy's coming and going, the Latin from these supposed demons is really shit i've got some kids that i teach back in scotland who can do latin better this how about we put them in a in a competition (laughs) Mm. but um demons don't like competitions and that's what barry's saying yeah Mm. fuck off with your little games yeah this is not a time this this is not this is not kids play this is real demon speak yeah, yeah, this is this is this is real stuff about imaginary demons inhabiting nuns yeah well let's you know let's not go too slow okay we don't want to say they're imaginary yet sorry I read ahead, sorry. Uh, <laughs> a civil lieutenant who was present pointed to the exorcism handbook Barre had with him. But sir, you must be aware, and if you are not, the manual, manual you hold in your hand will teach you that the gift of tongues is one of the unfailing symptoms of true possession and the power to tell what is happening at a distance another. So he's basically saying, that book you got teaching you this, have a look at that. It says they should be able to speak no, language. No, pish posh, mm. pish posh, no. This is a different kind yeah, of this demon. Is a new <laughs> version of demon. He's not doing this for your satisfaction. Sir, returned Barre, the devil knows the language very well, but does not wish to speak it. He also knows all your sins, and in proof of which, if you desire, I shall order him to give the list. Oh. I shall be delighted to hear it, said the civil lieutenant. Be so good as to try the experiment. Oh, he didn't. He well, did not. I was expecting a sheepish, like, oh, Yes. <laughs> You know what? Let's just go to He backed it up. He backed up his his sin list. Barre was about to approach the uh, uh, Mother Superior, but was held back by a bailiff who berated him for his improper behavior, to which Barre replied that he wasn't actually going to go through with his threat. Mm. The bailiff is involved, you can tell. Mm. (laughs) On another occasion, the assembled lawman asked Mignon and Barre to test the demon's ability to tell what is happening at a distance. They asked the devils to tell them where their supposed summoner, Urbain Grandier, was. Through the nuns, the demons guessed incorrectly twice 
Mm. Well, you know, I mean, it's not like they had GPS tracking systems on Grandier, you but know. No, like, the demons should know that. They were the GPS of the day. Really? Like, you just, <laughs> just yeah. plug in a demon directly into your horse-drawn Sitting cart. On your and carriage. Just- and yes, <laughs> shortest way to Paris, good demon. Oh, yeah. In 100 meters, turn left or your soul is mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mignon, in response, Mignon and Barre soon began forbidding the lawmen to be present at the exorcisms. <laughs> That's enough. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no more questions. <laughs> Sensing Mignon and Barre might be getting somewhat more desperate due to the increasing disbelief and incredulity surrounding their actions, Grandier contacted his archbishop, who, was, who had been a supporter of his in the past. The archbishop ordered his own doctor to be present at any further exorcisms and to witness the contortion of the nuns themselves. When the doctor arrived, armed with a letter from the archbishop, Mignon told him the devils had been successfully exorcised the previous day. Oh, no, they're, they're gone now. It's all good. Oh, you're just a day too late. Sorry. Oh, man. What a shame. A wary Grandier again wrote to the archbishop, asking this time for Mignon and Barre to be punished for slandering his good name and faking the possessions. Be cool. It's what he's, he's laying it out there. Mm. The archbishop accepted Grandier's petition and wrote, quote, that justice may be done him, and that in the meantime, no one other than an exorcist appointed by the archbishop would conduct any exorcisms at the Ursuline convent in Loudon. Oh, I, I don't know a great deal about exorcisms, but I've seen a few docos on it, and it's like... So you're an expert then? Well, like Googled, I Googled it a little bit so I know everything. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll get the demons out of you before the end of the night, Danny, that's for sure. <laughs> Now, um, now, look, I, I don't, I don't know it's a great deal about it, but <laughs> I, I know that it's like a pretty sort of like harrowing experience uh, for both parties concerned, and uh, there's been several cases where people have died. Correct? Like, um, yeah, from yes, I have exorcisms. Yes, that, yes. Um, they've been starved or dehydrated or whatever. So, yeah, just like too insane with the old fingers down the mouth, like, well, hey, well, well yeah, and people have been like choked and all yeah, that, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's. It, Look, it's it's not something to undertake lightly. So I'm I'm with I'm with this call here. I think it's a good call. Okay, <laughs> big you. big big call. But no, okay. sorry, yeah. I'm just like you know yeah, commenting, no. you know, like on on the on the exorcism thing. Mm. Mm. It's almost like I'm reading you a story and you're responding to it. In no, some way. it's nothing like no. that. Mm. Okay, eight months later, a man named Jean de Lubardemont was sent to Loudon by Cardinal Richelieu. It's a lot of don like going yeah, on. It's, uh, it's, it's the it's, French it's thing. confusing it's, to me. Look, my French pronunciation isn't great, but it's that's what they do. They do that at the end of things. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. <laughs> now, so you've seen a few documentaries on... <laughs> I've, I've, look, I, googled, I googled some French. <laughs> <laughs> now, I read an audio book. Yeah, now, come on, bear. Now, now, Cardinal Richelieu was the chief minister of France and one of the most powerful men in the country. He had also been the subject of several public verbal and written attacks from Grandier. So his special envoy, de la Bardemont, happened to be related to Mother Superior, Sister Jean. And upon his visit to Loudon, he called to visit his relative. It was at this precise moment that the demons decided to return, with the nuns suffering, quote, attacks of the most indescribably violent convulsions. It was claimed the visit of such an important person as Cardinal Richelieu's special envoy had caused the spirits to, quote, flock thither to give him a worthy welcome. Flock thither. Flock thither. Say that ten times quickly. Did he just have a lisp? (laughs) 
What flock of scissors? No, flock thither. 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 Is that like, you know, coming forth? Is, is yes, that flock that? thither. Come here. Come here. Mm. Come hither. Come hence. Come thither. Yes. Even. That's it. Hither and thither. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dilibardemont returned to Paris, convinced the possessions were real. The cardinal sent Dilibardemont back to Loudon and Grandier was arrested. Grandier was held in prison for four months, passing his time reading and writing. Meanwhile, the possessions... At the, so, we're just, just so you're aware, yeah, yeah, shit's escalated. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm they didn't draw, draw the right reaction, but yes, so shit has just escalated. They've just gone, no, this shit's real. Arrested, Let's lock him up. Put him in jail. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, Even after, like, the archbishop said, like, yeah, no, you're, yeah, you're pretty no, sweet, but man. The cardinal, like, outranks oh. the, uh, the archbishop. Done again by the cardinal. <laughs> oh, the cardinal strikes again. It's a Batman villain. <laughs> Meanwhile, the possessions at the convent had multiplied. Now nine nuns were possessed, and exorcists appointed by Cardinal Richelieu's underlings had begun performing public exorcisms of the Ludol nuns. Many townsfolk and people from nearby villages would go to the church to watch. During one exorcism, the mother superior claimed that Grand... Sorry, hang on. We'll just stop it for a second there. So, just so you're aware, people... Mm. This is, you know, this is the theatre of the day. People are coming from everywhere well, I mean, to watch... Yeah. Well, no. No. It's, it's like, we could go down and watch old mate's pigs fucking in his, uh, over the, the fence. That is a good time, though. <laughs> that is a yeah. good time. They're chucking fingers down nuns' throats up or, the church. Yeah. down the road. Who's <laughs> <laughs> coming with me? Yeah. Uh, so, so like, like reality TV of the day. Pretty much, mm. yeah. So during one exorcism, the mother superior claimed that Grandier had five marks of the devil on his body. Back at his prison cell, Grandier was stripped and shaved from head to toe. Only two marks were found, one on his shoulder blade and one on his thigh. And some claimed that these two marks were put there by a surgeon, a surgeon named Manuri using a sharp tool that he stabbed into Grandier. Uh, so, like, surgery. Hang on, was, was Manuri present when they were shaving him or is, is that what they're suggesting there? I think he examined him and had a, a device that he's, like, just putting his hand over his body and then we're just going to stick mm, it in there. Stick it in and that's and where bam, the, de- the devil yeah. sucks on the... Yep. Mm. That tasty shoulder. And, and like, uh, like I heard that, like you know, it used to be like warts and like moles and yeah, stuff. Like birthmarks birthmarks and stuff. And, yeah, birthmarks. Yeah, yeah, right. The next day, the devil in the mother superior recanted and said there were not five marks but two, and he knew exactly where they were on Grandier's body after that. After that. So well, yeah, that makes fine. yeah that makes total sense. Yeah. On another occasion, six strong men were brought into the churches onto the church's stage in front of the crowd, <laughs> just as the opening act. Yeah, it was just warm up. <laughs> they were the music men. Like, I am the music man. Yeah. Yeah. Like lifting up the, the round weights. Yeah. <laughs> Lift a whole possessed nun. <laughs> <laughs> and the six strong men were asked to see if they could hold down one of the nuns while she thrashed about. Nope, impossible. The Don't men, even try. The men were unable to restrain of her. They were. Oh, wow. The exorcist claimed this was proof of possession. A doctor in the crowd named Duncan walked up to the stage and, suspecting shenanigans, asked if he could have a go at holding down the nun by himself. 
Uh, look, I don't think that's actually regulation. Um, is, this have, in, is this in the Exorcist um, have you actually, Hang on, let me just... Is this how pro wrestling Have started? you done like, the we... uh, Restraining Nuns uh, <laughs> chapter of the uh, OH&S? Uh, no? Okay, well, no, no. I we're not, not going to be able to... I all uh, these like, super huge guys. Like, oh my God, they're just so strong. Little weedy, thin dude comes out of the crowd. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a go, sir? <laughs> Uh, despite the protestations of de Labardemont, de la and with the urging of the crowd, so the crowd's getting into this, <laughs> the strong men were dismissed, and Duncan grabbed the nun's wrists. The nun struggled for a while, but couldn't get free. Wow. By now, the exorcisms were attracting visitors from far and wide. Some days, 7,000 people would squeeze into the church to watch. Jeez, what a big gig. It's a big church, for starters, but uh, yeah. Wow. They must have had some big like screens set up so you could see what was going on. So the you back. could see the fingers going straight yeah. down. The, the sound would the be throat. horrible back then. Yeah. <laughs> is step, this on? Yeah. Step right up. Step right up. Try and restrain a nun. I can't quite see what's going on. He's sticking his fingers down her throat. Oh, good. Wait, that'll get the devil's right They're bringing out. six strong men on. What's going to happen next? Hang Bring on. out the table. <laughs> On one of these occasions, one of the nuns was shown to bear three marks where three devils had supposedly left her body. On another occasion, the mother superior vomited up a quill. Whoa. Sorry, uh, like a writing quill? Yes, a writing quill. Not like a... A a long feather used as a pen. Right. Um, They just miss... She I mean, that's pretty cool. That, it, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a fair trick. Sixteen hundred. that would blow my mind. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> she just threw up a feather. Did you see that? No, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there on, on a limb and say, you know, look, uh, uh, humans are able to train themselves to be able to put things down their throats and not have that. <laughs> no, that wasn't invented yet. And, you know, like sword swallowing is a, is a thing, mm, right? Mm, like, mm. you know, it, so it could be that. One I mean, it's the, most likely demons, but it could be that. One of the possessed nuns ability has the ability to swallow and regurgitate on command is what you're saying. Ooh. Well, look, I'm saying that that is... A, that's that. That's a thing that is possible these days, is all I'm saying. Okay. This this. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you're right. You, you are right. He has right. so much disdain for I, me right no, now. No, no, no. You are right. You are t- totally right that that is a thing that can be done. Now, this latest miracle of the vomiting of the quill was enough to inspire the Bishop of Poitiers to visit Loudon and see the wonders of the possessed nuns himself. To coincide with his visit, Grandier was given a day release from prison so he could come to the convent's church and attempt to exercise the nuns himself. Wow. It's like it's like dream world, except it's like exorcism world and like, you know, the family go there for the day and they yeah. like pull the dude out, you know. Out Come on, church. kids, we're going to go to the church to watch an exorcism. Not even prisoners are getting a day release to go and see the tigers at dream world, though. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is more like, you know, Led Zeppelin's last gig and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll let you out just for this one day yeah. to watch Led Zeppelin. I guess, yeah, yeah we're a roadie once with them. Like. <laughs> mm. uh, so, Grandier had been in jail for six months at this point. There were now about a dozen nuns said to be inhabited by demonic spirits. How is he, like, continuing to manifest demons in these nuns when he's been locked up for six months? Is is anybody thinking of, of that? Is it like a... Well, he, he sold his know, soul. He, he, he said, yeah. Demons get in them. Now I'm the most learned man on earth. All right. So if he's so learned, then how did he end up in jail? Like, you know. Well, I mean, 
the smart surely doesn't he, necessarily guarantee I, I reckon it, be free. this could be part of the like the monkey paw three wishes thing where there's like a kink in every wish you know yeah, this is yeah. the catch at the okay. end of it yeah, like you'll be the smartest print. man in the world but you'll be locked up the whole time <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually from the knowledge he gains from reading books in prison there you go yeah. <laughs> he didn't actually get any special yeah. knowledge it's yeah. just no, no. Oh, well now you've got a he lot was, of time yeah. to read books he yeah. just afforded a lot of reading <laughs> time yeah more time than anyone in the world <laughs> you will also take up knitting <laughs> Do you like buggery? <laughs> He's been crocheting hipster burger buns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now there were about a dozen nuns said to be inhabited by demonic spirits and they were all brought out to stand before Grandier in, pa- in front of a packed crowd. This is this is the gig you want to go to. This is the exorcism. It's like, oh, this is like you've got to get tickets. Yeah, a band Grandier. Uh, did you get tickets to the show this weekend? Uh, no, uh, sold out. Uh, no, I'm going to get some off Via Gogo. The fuck am I going to do all weekend now? As the sisters were marched out, they made lascivious remarks to Grandier. Lascivious. Uh, lascivious. Lascivious. Like raunchy. Like, like get inside me, Grandier. But you can imagine <laughs> the 1600s like saucy language is going to mm. be like... Yeah. I'm going to take off one of my petticoats for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my yeah. ankle is warm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to see my elbow? <laughs> they called him their master. Uh, quote, their master and exhibiting great delight at seeing him. Uh, Grande attempted to question one of the nuns in Latin, knowing she was unfamiliar with Latin. The other nuns screamed and writhed every time he asked a question. No, they don't like that. Mm. And eventually he gave up and moved on to another nun. This one knew Latin, so Grandier said he would interrogate the demon in Greek. Again, the church was filled with the shrieking and contorting of nuns. No, no, not Greek! <laughs> As the afternoon progressed, the sisters became more and more worked up, cursing at Grandier, barking like dogs, and kicking their shoes at him until Grandier had to be returned to his prison for his own safety. Mm. Wow. The town of Loudon was torn over the veracity of the possessions, but the believers, led by Mignon, Barret, and Du Lebardemont, would not hear a critical word against what was happening. So placards were posted around town, which said, quote, All persons of whatever rank or profession are hereby expressly forbidden to traduce in any or in any way malign the nuns and other persons at Loudon possessed by evil spirits or their exorcist or those who accompany them either to their places appointed for exorcism or elsewhere in any form or manner whatever on pain of a fine of 10,000 livres, which is the money of the time, or a larger sum and corporal punishment should the case so require. And in order that no one may plead ignorance hereof, this proclamation will be read and published today from the pulpits of all the churches and copies affixed to the church doors and in other suitable public places. So you'd basically, they've outlawed naysaying. Shut down the naysayers. Yes, shut them down. Reminded me of something. I've actually heard that before and it's um, whenever you download a new version, version of iTunes it's actually right at the bottom of the <laughs> terms and conditions yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shalt not traduce or malign iTunes in any way <laughs> now this made it hard so they, they, they kind of so, like just yeah. de-platformed them yes like, they just have. completely de-platformed them yeah yep. this made it hard for the defense to find any witnesses for the upcoming trial of Grandier meanwhile the prosecution were able to find 72 witnesses to testify against him it was around this time that several of the nuns began recanting their story. 
Oh. One appealed to the bishop and de Lubardemont, saying she had been coerced into a charade that was destroying her soul. But her confession was derided as another ruse by the devils. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, mm. I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you say it's not you. That's the devil. That's yeah, the demon. In a roundabout way, it's yeah. the devil. Mm. When the nun tried to escape through the church door, she was returned to the convent house and was forbidden from ever leaving the house again. By the devil. <laughs> <laughs> the de- look, the demon tried to make you run out of the church. So for your own good, we're going to keep you in the convent. To make sure that you remain possessed. <laughs> Sister Jean also declared she could no longer carry on with the lies, saying that Urbain Grandier was innocent. When her pleas fell on deaf ears, she attempted to hang herself from a tree in the garden. That's the devil's work. Her mm. fellow sisters cut her down just in time. Mm, devil? Mm. Wait, uh, the devil's cut her down? So yeah. that, oh, so no, that no, she no, could no, continue yeah. to be possessed? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, because he'll have more power over them the more, you know souls he's gathered mm. obviously yes i don't know i'm just i'm just riffing here yeah <laughs> eventually a trial was held to once and for all establish whether grandier was guilty of causing the ursuline nuns of ludon to become possessed oh we're gonna get tickets to this <laughs> oh my god now the smoking gun for the prosecution case was an incredible piece of evidence a signed contract between grandier and a host of demons including devil himself what the big d yep well the big uh, the big the big lucifer it was claimed the agreement had been stolen from lucifer's cabinet of pacts by the demon cabinet of pacts the holy eight uh, the unholy cabinet of pacts (laughs) (laughs) what is it you got an unholy cabinet this is the cabinet where i keep my silverware and this is the one where i keep my pacts (laughs) It was stolen by the demon Asmodeus and somehow passed on to the court. Wow. Now, if you go online, I, now I can't find where this contract is now, where this pact is, but you can read it yourself. You can see the actual document that wow. was supposedly uh, signed by Grandier and the that demons. That came from the devil. Yeah. It's like it, it was from his print press. From his cabinet of pacts. I'm yeah. just going to skip straight ahead and say I believe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. okay. okay. Now, it was written in backwards Latin and it reads as follows. We, the influential Lucifer, the young Satan, Beelzebub, Leviathan, Alami, and Asheroth, together with others, have today accepted the covenant pact of Urban Grandier, who is ours. And him do we promise the love of women, the flower of virgins, the respect of monarchs, honors, lusts, and powers. He will go whoring three days long. The carousel will be dear to him. He offers us once in the year a seal of blood under the feet. He will trample the holy things of the church and he will ask us many questions. With this pact, he will live 20 years happy on the earth of men and will later join us to sin against God. Back then, 20 years was like forever. That's basically yeah. That's yeah. Like, your whole life. Yeah, yeah. So eternity? Pay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other questions about this document? <laughs> that- uh, um, look. Uh, I'm gonna, what I'm font put- was it printed in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's well, Helvetica. It, it's funny. It was then signed by six demons, uh, and but some historians have suggested the handwriting of the pact was that of Sister Jean. Mm. That's mm. just some historians just throwing it out there. Well, I don't think historians are qualified to actually uh, study do any, any kind of handwriting uh, analysis uh, analysis <laughs> yeah. on a document from hell. Mm. Really, 
what do you have it to compare to? Nothing. Mm. I mean, really, if you were going to cast doubt over the whole thing, that's that's what you'd be doing, wouldn't it? Like, well, I I, I just don't think they're qualified. Mm. I mean, that you've got to have another document from hell to be able to compare it. You know, you need, yeah, yeah. you need, you know, Beezlebub's signature over here on his water bill, and, and you know, and Be- Beezlebub's signature over here on the pact. I was going to say like the iTunes terms and conditions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is you can Google that. That is a real document apparently that exists. You can read it, see it for yourself. If, if you can read, why are we even here? If you can I wouldn't read want to bring this, the, the evil spirits in my life. Thanks, man. <laughs> Not even onto my iPhone. <laughs> uh, the, so just to go through that a little bit more, because I think we're, I think we were skimming over this a little bit. So we, the influential Lucifer, the young Satan, Beelzebub, Leviathan, Alamai, and Astroth, together with others who don't get named. I don't know how many other demons mm, there were that were on board of this. Yeah, well, I mean, Ink is a uh, is a relatively uh, you know mm. sh- sh- uh, hard substance to come by when everything is fucking on fire. fire. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and Sister Jean's hand. I mean, uh, Lucifer's hand is probably hurting. Yeah, he's been tired. I can't write yeah. all these. Yeah. Like, how many fucking soul contracts can you write in a day? Mm. Mm. Uh, so they promised him the love of women, the flower of virgins, the respect of monarchs, honors, lusts, and powers. Uh, and he will go whoring three days long. Now, I don't know if that's just you get one bash at it. Like, you've just got three days. We're signing mm. your soul over. You get three days to have a real crack at it and then it's over. Or you do it in bursts of three days. I'm not sure what or is that, it like, that like, like a weekly thing, like you get three days a week. Mm. And you it doesn't specify. Like It seems... I don't think this is a legitimate, like no, a legally you know binding document. Like it's, it's not quite watertight. No, look, I think it actually adds credence to, to, to the fact that it's uh, uh, actually valid and, and legit because the devil will always try to trick you, you know? He'll, he'll, he'll say like, oh, you get to go whoring three days a week. Three days. So it, is know? that is that three days a week? No, never mind oh. that. What about the intelligence? Let's just move on to the next bit. Yeah, but the three days. But you <laughs> can go whoring for three days, and that's all you get to do. Now, on August 18, Grandier was found guilty of quote the crimes of magic and witchcraft, and of causing the persons of certain Ursuline nuns of this town and of other females to become possessed by evil spirits. Yeah, so there's other females. Yeah, as well. they just kind of threw like, that in there, like that. You know what that is? That's people trying to get tickets to the show. They're like, oh, I'm possessed too, and oh, mm. like, put your fingers down so, my throat. Full house, full house. Oh, you're possessed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Come right through. Straight, oh, stretch yeah, the front here. Up the front. Miss. Yeah. Yep. Now, can you vomit any quills? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could probably vomit one or two. Uh, one or two is probably not going to cut it. Anybody can vomit three or four quills? I've got an ink pot in me. Oh, come through. <laughs> come come, through. come through straight to through to the front here. Uh, so, Grandier's sentence was to be burnt at the stake. What? That yeah, is well. soaps harsh. But it's, well, it's witchcraft, isn't it? That's what they did to witches back then. Mm. Yeah... Prior to this sentence being carried out, the judge also ordered Grandier be tortured. Whoa, okay. Like, okay. as if just being burnt alive isn't like, no, torture enough. enough. Yeah. How, can we, how can we make the sentence more fucked up? What's the most fucked up way to die? And then how can we fu- <laughs> do some more shit to you before then? Yeah. Oh. Stick these their fingers down his throat. <laughs> uh, he was subjected to a form of torture called the extraordinary question. Well, that sounds all right, this, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Riddle me this. Um, two. (laughs) Why is a raven like a writing desk? Um, 
Bread. You never know. It's torture. Oh, fuck. Now, the extraordinary question is a really nice way of describing something, which involves the victim being forced to drink large quantities of water in a short time, resulting in gastric distension, water intoxication, and possibly death. Often, the victim's mouth is, hot, is held open and their no- nose forced close. The stomach fills until it almost bursts. Then the victim is punched and kicked in the stomach until the victim vomits. And then the torture begins again. Gee, okay. Oh, man. So that's like next level waterboarding. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's actually it's what, double um, waterboarding. It's yeah, actually, yeah. It's actually uh, when, when Gatorade first came out, that was their first business plan was to actually sort of, <laughs> to get the electrolytes into your system was to sort of, you know, force. You know. The first but, question was actually the first. The uh, Gatorade <laughs> question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grande was also subjected to something called the Spanish boot. Have you guys heard of the Spanish really? boot? Really? There's, there's, there's another torture? Oh, yeah. After no, that that's one? not enough. They would need more torches, yes. Now, the Spanish boot is a vice with spikes or wedges inside it, and they put it on your foot. Mm. And sometimes the spikes or wedges are superheated before they put the boot on, but then it's tightened and then tightened, or it has wedges mm. in it that are hammered in. Until it breaks or crushes your shin bones. Uh, <clears throat> no, I nearly left that bit out of the of this, but I thought, no, I've got to put that in just so yeah. you guys can squirm. Um, you know, it, it, he's going to need them. It, it makes the whole, you know, like is it, he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It makes makes you know p- people, you know, getting upset about names they're called, or you know, that just in, that put just really puts it in perspective. Things could be a whole fucking lot worse. You could have a Spanish boot on your fucking foot. Mm. So while they did this, and this might be just Alexandre Dumas' uh, poetic license of it, but apparently he passed out four times during this. So they would start hammering the wedges into the boot. And then he'd pass out and then he'd wake up again and then they'd start going again. Ugh. All the while, his torturers, were, who were overseen by de Lubardemont, urged Grandier to confess. Grandier replied, My God, they are killing me and yet I am neither a sorcerer nor sacrilegious. And this went on for solid many hours. What a dude. Like, that's endurance. So he, he never confessed. He never... Uh, broke under torture and later that same day Grandier was taken to a pyre and tied to the stake he had to be carried to the pyre because his legs had both been broken oh, how cruel would it be making him walk there yeah, yeah. <laughs> no you walk you can walk but you broke me legs you can walk <laughs> jog it off <laughs> jog it off Unable to stand due to his legs being broken he was held upright via a metal hoop that kept him against the stake oh. um Fuck yeah! Now, there was another. There was this an- is just getting really yeah. gnarly. Oh yeah. yeah. Now Grandier had um, at some. Uh, this isn't in here, uh, um, but uh, Grandier had spoken to the guy who like tied him to the stake, and said, "Look, put." It's often they would put a noose around their neck as well as a symbolic thing, mm. and Grandier said to him, "Look, please, before the fire gets too hot, pull the noose tight and choke me, kill me before the fire starts." But when the, the executioner went to do that, they realized someone had tied a knot in the noose so it couldn't actually be tightened. Oh, my God. So, it's oh. just like, how many more levels of fuck with you can we fuck with you? Because they were thinking, like, he might sort of drop his body weight and try to... Oh, well, yourself. I mean... Yeah, or just like... And that he'd got it so easy before. He'd had a drink. He'd had a quick walk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Uh, Grande was asked if he had any final words, but before he could speak, his torturers threw water in his face, causing him to be unable to say uh, uh, many words as he spluttered to regain Put his some breath. more on the fire down the bottom part there. With, with that, the pyre was lit, and before a large crowd, Grandier was condemned as a devil worshipper and burned to death in front of a cheering crowd. Fuck me, that's a horrible way to go. God. I mean... And I mean, who says that we've really changed as humans? <laughs> oh. Jesus. Can you believe it? Well, well what, what are you asking us to, to, to believe? Uh, exactly? So, w- was Grandier responsible for the possessions of these nuns? Man, if were they gonna, actually possessed? Usually, if someone buys me a new pair of shoes, I will just admit anything. <laughs> and that is before my shin bones being broken. broken yeah, yeah. Mm. But. Ugh. I think the uh, the testimony from the two nuns who said this is all absolute fucking bullshit, and we've yeah. been mm. we've been uh, coerced into saying and doing these things, is evidence enough that uh, I have to have take the position officially that I do not believe. What about the uh, the signed contract from the uh, from Lucifer's cabinet of pacts? Mm. Well, look, as as uh, fantastical as the Cabinet of Pax sounds, uh, the documents could have been forged oh. uh, quite easily. What? I didn't even think of that. Uh, like, I mean, I, I was like, sitting here this whole time thinking, like, I believe. It's, I, it's I, not as if quills are pretty hard to find. I mean, people are fucking regurgitating them willy-nilly. Just on a daily around. basis. Yeah. 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 I did one yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look, uh, it's quite obviously... Um, unbelievable mm. Brady? Yeah no I've done a total 180 on what I said earlier when I said I believed yep. now I don't believe mm. That sounds like the fucking devil <laughs> I, I'm yeah, gonna I get think, you a drink of water I think the demons have gotten to you guys and mm. they're just making you say that you don't believe it like it's but all you, just it's all you laid would out. say that because you're a demon well yeah but <laughs> I mean, just the round and round of... <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, like I'm I said, possessed uh, by demons. No, I'm not possessed anymore by demons. Oh, that's the demons saying that. Like, this this whole thing is... I mean, th- so... It, just how, yeah, how much of a shit time would that be to live in where someone can just crack the shits with you and, you know what? I think he's doing a little bit of the work of the devil. Yeah, and that's all it takes. Yeah, that's all it takes to have your whole and and quite often in these sort of cases that the person was you know flogged and tortured or whatever, but then also their family were just grabbed as well. Yeah, and then they oh, to- yeah. totally tortured and, and killed the families as, yeah. as well, just because they were you know of the same bloodline. And this is a guy who was really rocking the boat at the time he was he was writing books saying priests shouldn't be celibate oh god if they only had nipped that in the bud he was writing (laughs) he was writing letters and stuff about the the cardinals like the really high-ranking uh catholics in france he was doing all this stuff he was apparently going around town just fucking whoever he wanted to have there was apparently a child i think did i put that in i think he might have even had a child Okay, well, that, that, put, so, that puts a different shine on things, really, mm, doesn't it? Yeah. But, but he was doing all this stuff, and whether that was wrong or right... I mean, he, at the he, time, that's definitely not yeah. something that's... And he'd also he'd also pissed off, like, this guy, Mignon, he'd won a court case against him. And I can't remember what it was, what it was about, but it was something really kind of frivolous, and it really rubbed Mignon's nose in it. And then he goes and, you know, parades around town. There's a, the start of... 
um, Alexandre Dumas' book about this, which is part of his eight-volume celebrated oh, crimes Jesus. series. He The start of it is Grandier walking through the town after he's been released from jail, after the archbishop has intervened and said, no, no, you're not guilty of immorality. And he walks through town like the fucking cock of the walk. The streets are lined. There's women fucking throwing, basically throwing their panties at him kind of thing. God, the panties just, back then would have been yeah. pretty damn And gross. he just waltzes back to his... You, you, could get, you could kill someone throwing the panties yeah. at them at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was actually a, a form of warfare. Yes. Uh, yeah. Certain, certain <laughs> areas. A, a, a form of uh, execution, death by panties. Yeah. yeah. And he's just, so he just waltzes through town. There's cheering crowds. There's swooning women. He gets back to his church and he's like, hey, I'm back. I just, you know... I got let off from immorality and all the- That's all fucked to celebrate. Yeah. Mm. Orgy at my place. (laughs) Yeah. And then he, so he is just seriously pissing off every Catholic figure in the town. And Mm. then, so they just happen to fall upon this thing where, ooh, haunted convent, all this kind of stuff. Uh, And then they just run with it. And to this, just this insane public- ceremony that goes on this public humiliation that goes on yeah on i'm, these I'm nuns. seeing a, a lot of parallels with like modern society we're, we're, we're still doing these things to to uh pariahs and and certain figures in 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 uh our culture mm. um it's it's still quite easy to do you know you're just saying like oh no you you actually you're part of the conspiracy so of course you're going to say that you're not part oh, yeah, of you're the conspiracy. A shill. you're a shill, you're a shill. yeah yeah, you're yeah. you're a shill for the for the Illuminati. So of course you're going to say that you're not a shill for the, <laughs> the Illuminati. Illuminati. Yes, and yeah. I mean, one of the, like just to back up a fair bit, Sister Jane went along with this mm. because Grandier wasn't keen. He shunned her advances in some way. Yeah, I've... so Sister Jane was not his lover. <laughs> She's just a girl that says he was the one. Mm. What you did there, I see it. Mm. That's pretty good. I think that's probably the best note to end on, actually. No one's going to make a better pun. The worst bit was I had that two minutes after you were talking about it and I just couldn't jump in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that is the story of Urbain Grandier. Had you... Now, you are... Colonel, you are terribly au fait with a lot of this unexplained stuff. Had you heard that story before? No, I actually hadn't. But I've heard sort of similar stories. I mean, that's kind of something that sort of... This happened quite a lot through history in various different religions and stuff of sort of identifying one person that they don't like and then basically just saying that they're... It's a witch! Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And like uh, a lot of that sort of punishment stuff actually reminded me of that, the witch's punishment, you know, where they would, um, you know, they'd they'd identify some woman in in, in a community and say, oh, this this woman's a witch. Um, Well, we're... How are we going to find out if she's actually a witch? Well, we'll drown her. Build we'll a bridge th- out of her. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll throw her in the water. And if so she if drowns... She as much as a duck. If she drowns, drowns, she's not a witch. Yeah. But if she doesn't drown and she floats, mm. well, then she must be a witch. Yeah. Like, it, it's... Lose-lose situation. Exactly, yeah. Mm. yeah. And they were set up like that on, on purpose. So so you could actually go, this guy's fucking pigs have been eating my corn. I want to fucking have him... He's a witch. I want him dead. He's a yeah, witch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to read more about this, we will post the sources for all of this stuff. Um, you can read the entirety of Alexandre Dumas' Celebrated Crimes series. Uh, and there's a whole volume dedicated to this uh, this case. Uh, he, he wrote this, I think, before he wrote The Three Musketeers. This was kind of his breakthrough 
work where he just wrote all these books about I mean, not, crimes and not stuff. Not to shit on this dude, but this sounds like such a fucking boring book. <laughs> <laughs> I had to read it, Brady. So, oh, fuck you. Shit, you did. I did. I fucking did. It's you on- read the whole fucking book? Yeah, I did. In yeah. Latin? No, it's, well, it's in French. But no, it was, it was an English translation. But it's part of the Gutenberg project where all these old books are online for you to read a historic text. Me and, and Duda just watched a documentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is the I, even, I just watched half a documentary. I know everything about yeah. it. The, the, the even easier version is... Um, uh, <laughs> Elders Huxley wrote a book about this called The Devils of Ludon, I think it might be called, or, or something like that. And then there's a film version of it that starred Oliver Reed that was made in the 60s or 70s um about this particular case so you can just mm-hmm. you can watch the film yeah well look uh, look if you've uh, listened to the the podcast and you have an opinion on it uh, make sure you uh and jump into the comments section and <laughs> tell us what you think about all those horrible tortures and whether you think the demons and and stuff were yeah in, uh, were tell in us if you can believe it mm. Mm. all right signing off thank you good night bye-bye <laughs>